KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio in depth. I'm Suzanne Monahan. All through this pandemic, parents have been worried about their children. Months of uncertainty and instability are weighing on families, and now they're forced to alter holiday plans and traditions this year. A recent survey by Nationwide Children's Hospital finds two-thirds of parents are concerned about their children's mental health and their ability to recover the longer this continues. And of the 650 parents surveyed, more than half say they're running out of ways to keep their kids occupied, especially as we head into the cold winter months. Hospital psychologists Dr. Parker Houston shares advice for parents and offers an optimistic outlook. We really wanted to find out some updates on how parents are feeling about the impact of COVID on their children across the country. And so what we found is uh, in a survey of parents across the United States that two-thirds of them are still worried about the impact of COVID-19 on their children's mental health and that the impact will be harder to reverse the longer the pandemic continues. And I think that really rings true to a lot of what we've been hearing, which is um, the longer it goes on, the more damage parents think is being done and the more struggles they feel like their children are having. And two thirds of parents also feel like it will continue into the winter months and that that's gonna be the most difficult time yet. So there's this anticipation, this anxious anticipation that parents have right now about what the winter is going to bring and that they're, they're waiting for relief, they're waiting for something to change. And in fact, it's kind of going in the wrong direction right now in many parts of the country. You know, you, you also mentioned as part of the survey, too, that, you know, parents uh, feel like they're running out of ways to keep kids occupied. Yeah, over half, you know, nearly two thirds again, feel like all of their tips and, and all of the tricks that they've been using. And I think one of the things that I've heard from many parents is that they feel like many of the ideas they had before related to playing outside and being outside. And as winter closes in, as there's more darkness, uh, that they don't have as many ideas, there isn't as much flexibility inside the house. And so parents are are really running out of ways that they feel like they can entertain their kids and keep them engaged in things um, as the winter months set in. And now that we're heading into the holidays, many many of these traditions that kids count on and the, uh, being connected to other family members and, and even friends and maybe even like school activities and all those things are kind of canceled. So it, it's a particularly difficult time of year, it would seem. Yeah. I think more than more than ever, kids are really wanting to fall back on what's consistent in my life. And they're looking for those things that are usually consistent, whether that's school, which has been inconsistent for nearly every child across the country, whether that's their home life, which again, parents are needing to adapt their lives to COVID as well. And so home life is inconsistent for a lot of us. Their friendships are inconsistent. And now we're coming up to some of those really tried and true family traditions and things that we look forward to for 12 months until they arrive. And now we're having to tell our kids yet again, 
it's going to be different this year. Those things that you're looking forward to, we can't do them or we're going to have to modify them. And I think that's just been really tough for parents to have to decide and agree to, but also explain to their kids and have their kids understand why yet again, we're, we're having to disrupt something that they feel like was a consistency they were looking forward to. Circling back to the fact that you said two-thirds of parents are worried about the long-term effects that this is going to have on their children, as a psychologist, should parents be worried? I think parents should always be concerned with their children's development and mental well-being. There are always going to be stressors in the environment that we live in. Some of us face more on a daily basis than others. And right now, I think one of the reasons why it's in the national news and why so many parents are thinking about is that we have this worldwide shared traumatic experience and it's prolonged. And, you know, research certainly shows that the longer a disruption goes on, the the more instability is experienced, the more likely there is to be a negative impact on mental health and mental well-being. That's not to say that it's predetermined for any specific child or any specific culture or um, that it's going to last for any period of time. And so the advice I've been giving is that we should take stock of our children's mental well-being and we should have frequent conversations with them, maybe more than we even usually do, Um, but that we should also teach kids ways to be resilient and ways to overcome obstacles that they might face and that this is a perfect time to be teaching them good habits and good strategies for maintaining mental well-being and mental health or to identify a mental health concern that maybe was lingering below the surface that that maybe now we need to help them seek some guidance for from a, a professional in the community. So, so what are some of your suggestions for parents? Well, when it comes to general strategies to help manage the stress going on right now, my first strategy is always to have an open line of communication. And this can really start as early as kids are verbal, when you can ask them and help them describe emotions and moods and you can help teach them how to calm themselves and how to deal with frustration. Um, But it goes all the way up through development. And, you know, many parents ask their kids questions like, how was your day? Or how are you feeling today? Or you look sad, but not many of us go much deeper than that and really get to the bottom of, you know, having a, a serious conversation about mental health and mental well-being with our children. And then I would also encourage parents to focus on things that are within our control to improve mental health and well-being, things like mindfulness activities and learning strategies to help us feel grateful and to help us recognize opportunities in the face of adversity. You know, there are many different ways that psychologists help people to reframe the way that they think of a situation. And not every situation can be seen as having any sort of positive quality, but um, I, I would challenge people to really try and identify some opportunities right now for learning a new skill set or, um, you know, being a, a community leader in helping to organize some sort of activity. Um, and I'll actually use 
my wife as an example that, you know, for the Christmas holiday this year, she and another woman in our neighborhood are planning a, a parade through our neighborhood and they're hiring some characters to come do a show for all the kids in our neighborhood. And they're collecting money from the parents near where we live. And, you know, they were spurred on by the idea that so many people are not going to do things like visit Santa Claus or go to that special family gathering um, for the holidays. And so it's a creative way of trying to um, make the best of a difficult situation and, and plan something that will add a little bit of magic to the season. That is such a great idea. I love that. Um, what are some other examples that people can do to help keep their kids still connected to friends and family over the holidays? Yeah, those family connections are really important, and I'm glad you brought that up. You know, one of the things I've been encouraging people to do is to think about what are the parts of, you know, if we're thinking about the holidays specifically or this this coming winter months, what are the things that we are going to be missing out on? And it's time to take stock of what are the things that I wish I were doing that I'm not? And why are they so important to me? Why do I feel like I'm missing out on them? And when you distill it down, it's usually not just, you know, I want to do this tradition. It's what does that tradition mean to us? Or what does that friendship provide for me? And then you can get creative about how do we help to not replace, but you know, get close to meeting that need in a different way. So for the holidays, for instance, um, you know, one of the things that many of us like to do is have certain foods. And so it might be that grandma or aunt or cousin makes something special that we're really looking forward to. So could you schedule a video chat where that person teaches the rest of the family how to make that special dish and does kind of a cooking tutorial where everyone makes it together? And that might be the first time that some people learn how to do it. And it sort of creates that close bond and that connection um, within the family. When it comes to friends, it could be things like organizing other digital or socially distanced and appropriate ways of meeting up to do things. Um, I've seen people creating art together from a distance. I've seen people creating music together um, via virtual means. Uh, there are lots of different ways to maintain those fun connections, um, even if we can't be face-to-face -face or um, in the same room with each other all the time. You know, I guess in all this, parents should remember too, that kids are pretty resilient for the most part. Absolutely. Even though we might need to be concerned and want to be concerned and want to intervene and provide opportunities for growth and development as far as mental health and mental wellness go, we do need to step back and realize that kids by nature are incredibly resilient and they're always learning. They're always growing and changing. And so while they may grow and change in ways that are concerning for us or that we, we weren't anticipating about this year and, and the beginning of next year, they will just as easily in many cases grow in a different direction once the world changes again. And so we have to give kids credit where credit is due, that they deal with a lot in their young lives and many of them bounce back very well. As long as we can focus on things like what are the basic skills that we need to be mentally healthy, to be good people, 
um, good friends, good students. And those are things that persist no matter what circumstance we find ourselves in. COVID hasn't changed what it means deep down to have those qualities. And so those are things we can focus on no matter what situation we're in and it'll benefit kids long into the future. And one of the terms that I really like to use is something called falling up, which is that idea of learning from challenges that through overcoming something difficult, we actually become stronger or or we're benefited by that resiliency and by understanding our own resiliency. I remember somebody once said to me that unless you're challenged, you really don't know what you can accomplish. Um, Turning to the holidays, is there any last advice that you have for people to make this season as enjoyable as possible? Number one is just to be okay with changes, not to, not to fight things changing. Um, Number two is to make plans as early as you can so that people can build up some excitement and get creative about them. Number three is to remember people who have less social support. So thinking about, you know, neighbors who might not have family around or things like that and how you could provide some support and some kindness and, and um, spirit to them as well. Um, Number four is to try and focus on giving this year and to have this be a learning opportunity for, you know, money's tight, finances are tight, but here's ways that we can give back to our community in some way by, you know, cleaning up or donating old unused items or volunteering to do something in the community. And then number five is when in doubt, get back to self-care. So giving ourselves permission to sometimes just take a day or a minute or an hour to relax and do something that helps recharge our own batteries. And that that's even more than normal years, that's that's an appropriate and healthy thing to do. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Suzanne Monahan, and we'll have another episode out soon.